I've been on a bit of a news fast lately. Use the word fast because it lately it feels more and more like there's a real good analogy between digital consumption, the things we read and listen to and watch online, and physical consumption, the things we eat. And I've just come to appreciate how much the quality of my life is determined by what I consume, both digitally and physically. So anyway, I've been on a news fast lately, just been trying to avoid it. Simple enough, right? Block it on my phone. Don't go to block it on my computer. Don't listen to my news podcasts, which are a big part of my big part of my life for quite a while there. And of course, there's lots of shit going on in the world. And I've talked about this on a previous meeting about whether I believe we should listen to the news. And, and I think there's lots of arguments both ways on it. But fundamentally, at this moment, it's about self-care for me. It's about finding a way to, you know, be more present in my life, have less anxiety in my life, um, be more the person I want to be in the world. But of course, that's buttoned up against, I think, a lot of people in this moment in time specifically, but really every moment in time, who believe that they wouldn't use these words, but they, there's not possible to be a conscientious ex, ab, uh, abstainer from news when there's so much injustice and suffering in the world. That's my question, I guess. Is it possible to be a conscientious abstainer from that? And so I was just kind of like thinking through some different angles of this. Um, some, some dichotomies here. And so I, here's how I thought it through. Am I burying my head in the sand or am, am I aiming my attention where my agency lies? That's something I mentioned on a previous musing, the idea that our attention should be proportionate to our agency in any situation. And there's tons of suffering all over the world, no doubt about it, but I have very little agency over that. So I, my attention shouldn't be very high towards that. Whereas the cleanliness of my house and my kids' well-being. I have um, a huge amount of agency in over, and so my attention should be very high on that, and maybe a little less, a little bit less so in the community events type of deal. And that's all fine and good. I think it's a fine theory, um, but as I've, as I've sat with it more, I realize there's another part of the equation which would be the maybe the the volume or profundity of the suffering involved. So, yes, I maybe my daughter has having. Uh, you know, some problem with her shoe and she's really upset about her shoe issue. And I have a ton of agency over, I can fix it for her, but it's also not that important. So the real thing is maybe attention should be proportional to agency multiplied by importance. And so when it comes to say the war uh, in the middle East, I have almost no agency and not zero, not I have almost none. Um, but it's extremely important. And so maybe those two, one really, you know, there's a ton of suffering happening. So maybe when that really high number gets multiplied by that really low number, maybe the right amount of attention to put by, put towards that is not zero. And of course, I think most people, um, at least people that I know would say that that is true. We should not have zero attention on that. Anyway, so then I was at one line thinking, um, is it privileged selfish, selfishness to ignore the news or is it wise self-care? And 
I am not unaware that it is privilege. It's a privilege to get to ignore the news. The news is not directly affecting me. And that is a privilege. It is. But I don't know. Like, so is, so is feeding your kids. So is clothing your kids. So is um, trying to have a car that works to drive your kids to school. All these are privileges, especially in the grand scope of time and uh, across the world. They're, they're really big fucking privileges. But does it does that not mean I shouldn't try to try to provide those for my family? Yeah, and so I'm I'm just trying to put the the idea of abstaining from the news on that same playing field of privileges that are worth maybe exercising. Yeah. So is it privilege selfishness is it privilege selfishness to ignore the news or is it wise self-care? Okay. Um what else? Is news anxiety producing only because we don't act on it through organizing and through organizing an action, we reduce our anxiety. This is, uh, I saw a post on, on social media. I don't go on social media very often because it's part of my news fast, but every once in a while I'll be on there for a, a minute or so. And some, some gal was posting, um, I thought was a pretty, you know, uh, interesting point that anxiety, uh, the, the news does not produce anxiety in of itself. It's our inaction towards it, which produces those feelings of anxiety and also that no one is asking anyone to stay plugged into the news all the time. And so that's a caricature. Even people who care deeply about the issues of the world, um, the, the suffering and the wars and the climate change, even no one is saying you should be plugged in all the time. But her point was that the news itself is not anxietyogenic. It's our lack of action and organization towards solving those problems that makes that feel anxiety inducing, which is interesting. I think it's worth a thought. So that's one side. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is news anxiety producing only because we don't act on it? Or is the fundamental business model of the news industry giving us a distorted sense of the nature of reality by taking advantage of our evolutionary predilection towards negative information? And so I think it's been pretty well established that humans and probably most animals are predisposed to per- perceive negative information as more important, more valuable than positive information. And so that's why the old adage of it bleeds if it bleeds, it leads works so well in news and not just in news and social media and all the rest, negative information, negative opinions, negative everything. It's very gripping for our brains because we think there's a lot of important information packed in there about how not to die. So anyway, I'm just, I'm just trying to lay out some dichotomous understandings of, uh, takes some dichotomous takes on my news fast. And it's probably a little of all those things, right? You can make, I think you can make good arguments on both sides of those, on, on both sides of those three kind of up or downs. But at the end of the day, I guess there's the philosophy of intellectual argument. And then there's philosophy of how do I want to improve my subjective experience in the world and my the subjective experience in the world of the people around me. And on that level, it seems like it's just so obviously better for me my life's not perfect by any means being on a news fast. There's still, you know, there's still lots of shit I stress about and, and complacent towards and all the rest, but it does feel like I'm able to focus on what's more important, most important in my life more by reducing that, the noise of the outside world. 
Yeah. And so I'm going to keep going with it. I'm going to keep going with the news fast. Maybe I'll make it through this whole fucking election year. I don't know. Because the last election year almost broke me. And mentally, that is. Not physically. Um, and I know I was not the only one. It was 2020. It was um, the huge social upheaval around the George Floyd uh, murder. There was the election. There was the pandemic. It was a lot. Um, and I was consuming news voraciously. And that, and amongst other things, my business stress and stuff, put me in a very bad way towards the end of the year and to the point where I thought I had both rabies and diabetes. I convinced myself my anxiety manifested as health anxiety and convinced myself I had rabies and diabetes, which is an amazing combo. <laughs> of course, I didn't have either. It was just stress. It was just anxiety. But um, yeah, so having felt that, I don't know. And and the news still comes in through the cracks. It's it actually... It's been a very interesting process to find out about news events through other people's eyes and ears. So I'm not watching the news or reading the newspapers, but other people will talk to me about them and it feels much more manageable. It feels much more manageable. And maybe that's how we should be doing it. Like the filter of our community will only get the most salient things. Maybe we should only be looking at the news once a year. Maybe we should only be looking at the news once every 10 years, once a month. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what the right answer is for you. I just know that for me, it's been paying dividends to be on this news fast. And I think it's worth trying to stand up to the slings and arrows of people who say there's just a privileged head in the sand position. But as always, I might be wrong. <laughs> Probably am wrong. <laughs> So I'm just curious what your um, where your relationship is with the news, the outside world, the information of the outside world pouring into your life. Because now, unlike any other time in history, humans truly can have news from all around the world pouring into their mind at any moment. It's just right there for you. Just open your phone and go to the right app, and you're you're sailing. It's pouring in. So I'm curious what your relationship is to that, or if you maybe want to join me on the news fast. Maybe you're already there. Or yeah, if you think about privilege, privilege asshole, let me know. I love hearing it. Love hearing feedback. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week on Happy When Curious. Mm-hmm.